Just before midnight on March 24, 1998, nearly every home in Garland, Texas, had their TVs turned to Channel 18. Most residents joked together as they shifted their gaze between the static on screen and the clocks on their walls. But in one house, the atmosphere was considerably more tense. A devoted group of Taiwanese cultists filled one of the small homes nearly to the brim. None of them were laughing or even speaking. Instead, they watched the screen in silent anticipation. Once the clock struck midnight, their faith would be rewarded. They would see the face of God on the TV. They couldn't wait to rub his grace in the faces of the police assembled outside their doors. One of the cultists peeked out the window and saw the officers tensely gripping a battering ram. Authorities were ready to break down the doors if they needed to. They waited breathlessly for the prophecy of the cult to fail and for its followers to react with violence. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Vanessa Richardson, and this is Cults, a ParCast original. This is the seventh episode in our daily series on the strange prophecies made by different cults and their leaders. Throughout this month, we're taking a daily look at the myriad of apocalyptic predictions to try and uncover what makes these revelations so appealing. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Polson. Hi, everyone. Today, we're discussing the beliefs of Han Ming Chen, he convinced members of his cult, originally based in Taiwan, that God would appear on television in 1998. His followers believed that six days after his televised debut, God would descend from the heavens to rescue them from the coming apocalypse in a spaceship. Han Ming Chen asked a lot from his followers. In 1997, he persuaded 150 of his devotees to give up their homes in Taiwan and follow him to America, where God would save them from the imminent end of days. The idea of Chen's apocalypse was attractive. He promised his followers would be the lucky few to experience a new world and even space travel. He made them believe they were special, that they'd been chosen to lead a new world order. As a result, the 150 faithful members of Chen's cult packed their bags and started a new life with him in California in 1995. But two years after that, the apocalypse Chen had been preaching about still hadn't arrived. Whether out of genuine belief or because he felt he owed his supporters for sacrificing so much for him, Chen suddenly announced a new prophecy. This time, he claimed that the Day of Reckoning would begin in the small town of Garland, Texas, outside of Dallas. To Chen, Garland sounded like Godland, so it must be a holy site. Once again, Chen's followers agreed to uproot their lives to follow him. Like many cults, Chen aimed to isolate his acolytes from the outside world. 
But while some groups limit their devotees from contacting their family and friends, Chen went a step further. Most of his followers didn't speak English, and thus they were totally reliant on Chen for social support in the U.S. They were thousands of miles from everything they'd ever known. Many felt they had no choice but to do whatever Chen asked once they landed in America, even if his prophecies no longer made sense to them. As a result, they became more reliant on Chen and more devoted than ever when he finally announced a date for his apocalypse. He believed that God would announce his plans to end the world via televised broadcast on March 25, 1998. Chen claimed God would reappear in human form on Earth six days after that, on March 31st. When March 25th came and passed, without the appearance of God, the media swarmed Chen's home. He admitted his prophecy had failed. He even said, ashamedly, that no one should take his predictions seriously at all. Chen's followers heard their prophet admit he had been wrong. They heard him tell the world that he was a fraud. And yet, many of his supporters stayed in the cult long after 1998. In the end, they were still in a completely foreign country, and after being ridiculed by their families back home in Taiwan, leaving good jobs and good friends behind, they felt that they were trapped in Chen's organization. Many tried to forget the apocalyptic incident ever happened. They rationalized their choices by pretending that the whole thing had been an elaborate test of their faith. They stuck by Chen for years afterward, as he continued to lie to them, and even as he made several more predictions, which never came to pass. To some of his followers, leaving the cult at that point would have been too painful. It would have meant admitting that they'd abandoned their families for nothing. They'd believed in a fraud. Self-denial was easier, and it was exactly that kind of thinking which allowed Chen to continue to prey on his supporters. It wasn't until years later that Chen's group finally collapsed. With each subsequent failed prediction, more of his followers reached their limit. Others were forced to return to Taiwan because of green card or visa issues. In the end, Chen pulled dozens of families apart and then seized on his followers' sense of isolation in a foreign country. Hopefully, his lost sheep were able to rebuild a stronger community once they were finally free of his manipulations. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to examine the predictions of another cult. You can catch our other episodes of Cults for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. 